Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Oh, Cisco, oh, Poncho, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Medicare podcast that challenges all other Medicare podcasts to a royal rumble. Preaching to the choir, it's Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Well, hello again. It's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast coming right at you straight out of what used to be beautiful, sunny, warm Arizona. And uh, we are very happy to join you whatever time of the day, whatever uh, horribly cold uh, area you might be in right now. We're here to brighten your day a little bit, especially if you're concerned about Medicare. This is what we do. We help people feel better about Medicare. And uh, it's it's our lot in life to be surrounded by people who need the assistance of a day brightener. So we're bringing you a day brightener if you're concerned about Medicare. We have uh, many, many resources at our disposal. And I, I keep using the third person. I don't know why that is. I have many resources, but the primary resource that I can share with our listeners today, if you're concerned about Medicare, is my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man. And I'm so excited about that because it has uh, evolved into another generation. I think this is the sixth year, uh, the sixth edition of Medicare for the Lazy Man. It is the 2023 edition. So if you go to Amazon and you look for the 2023 edition, you're going to search for Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023, and then you're going to find three editions of the book. You're going to find a magnificent hardcover with beautiful color illustrations for the uh, very reasonable price of $22. You're going to find a paperback book. Uh, both of those have the orange numbers splashed across the cover, 2023. And you're going to find the Kindle or ebook version that can be downloaded to your reading device in short order. And that costs less than $4. So those three are there, and I am working today feverishly on the Audible book because I know there are a bunch of audio files out there, and I will have that book, I'll have the book files into the hands of the man who is going to massage them and uh, make them suitable for posting on Kindle, or uh, excuse me, on uh, Amazon, and then at some point they'll be listed as a fourth version of Medicare for the lazy man. And if that's not good enough for you, let's say, Doug, let's say you want to tell me, I don't like to shop at Amazon for whatever reason. I don't like companies that start with an A, for instance. Maybe that's your reason. Well, then you can go to Barnes and Noble. You can go to barnesandnoble.com and, and order the book off of their website. Or you can go to a Barnes and Noble store 
they won't have the book in the store, but they will order it for you and have it picked up for you, have it delivered to the store in, in short order so that uh, you will be able to read the book without ever having had anything to do with Amazon. So uh, several different choices for you, but in the whole point is that if you're approaching Medicare and you don't really know what you want to do, uh, you're afraid of getting bad advice, then grab my book, and I think you'll find that uh, it will set your mind at ease. Here's a mind that needs to be set at ease on a frequent basis, uh, Randy Carson. Randy, how the heck are you today? I'm doing fine personally. All right. I have, I have many other issues of concern floating around in the company office here, but we won't bother with that because it's nothing you want to talk about on air. But uh, bottom line, is <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get some house repairs done and Somehow or another, that's just not happening. It sounds like you have a poo-poo situation there that needs to be corrected. I do. I and do. You, it's, you're uh, having difficulty finding the proper expertise to execute the repairs? Well, yes. And I and I normally don't do this, but I, I'm so angry today. I'm going to. The name of the company is Short Bus Plumbing. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I can see where that might have been a problem. I might have just turned the page in the phone book and looked for a different plumbing company. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I'm. I've already been through three of them. No, we. Oh, no, we don't have anybody available in your area. Okay, company number two. Oh, we can't get out there till. Oh, let's see, April. Uh, and company number three is. Oh, yeah, we'll come see you. And then they get here, but they've got no parts. You didn't tell us that you had a whiz bang. You know, you know, whatever uh-huh. kind of toilet. What's the special? You know, golden parts that they're only made once a year and available online from, uh, you know, like Upper Slobovia. Yeah, I suggested they might be made, that part might be made of unobtainium, but that, yes. was, that was not yes. their excuse. Absolutely. Uh, so bottom line is I've got it, all, it and it's not working, obviously, So, yeah. but I've got it all held together with uh, bailing wires so that it won't continue running for the rest of my life. And then I'll owe the rest of my money to the uh, water company. Well, now, alert listeners who uh, are regular listeners of this podcast might realize that we just passed Christmas and neither of us has mentioned Christmas. So I was going to have a short Christmas discussion with you, except for the fact that that was planned for two days ago. And then you had another emergency come up or another unexpected yes. development. And so yes. we. Oh, oh, yes, I do remember that. I've got so there's been so many little nitnoid things all land at the same time that the short bus plumbing issue was one. Then then our pool pump uh, decided to go on the fritz, which was uh-huh. another. Uh-huh. And then and then before that, um, the I don't know if you, I don't know what the right term for it is, but the little thing that you screw the pipes onto to go into your sand filter. Yep. That was leaking. Ugh. So let's see what else was going on. So there was many, many, many little issues on the uh, on the pool. And then let's see what else happened. Oh, I, I can't. It was so exciting for the week. I just can't remember. Well, this is why we uh, decided not to record any podcast episodes two days ago. But I had a whole thing. I had a whole speech, a whole soliloquy prepared 
in my head because two days ago was my father's 101st birthday. Oh, my gosh. So I was going to do a whole, uh, I was going to devote the whole episode to a retrospective of the life of John W. Bill Jones. But uh, that's past now. It's uh, it's not the kind of thing. It's not timely, and it's not interesting to the pot, the uh, Medicare patrons that are listening to us. So we'll just do it next year. I'll plan on saving that soliloquy and doing it for next year. Cool. But I I was gonna say I uh, we got uh, uh, Christmas presents. And, <laughs> and hey, course, I got I got one. I got to ask you about. I got to see where this went. Okay, well, I'll just I'll tell you about ours quickly. Um, we got Mary a uh, brand new Garmin GPS for her car, and she she said I'm going to test it out. So she hopped in the car and drove down to the bank, which and it took her to the bank very well. Uh, when she got to the drive up window or the the uh, uh, ATM, uh, she saw that the prior uh, patron had left their card in the ATM slot. They hadn't yeah. removed their card. So she said, I, I decided to be a good citizen. And so she pulled the card out, went around to the other side of the building, parked, took it inside and handed it to somebody, went back in her car and all hell broke loose because she's convinced that her GPS. Well, what was happening was that the kids were texting her and she's convinced that I made her GPS realize that her phone was in use and the car would not start. <laughs> And, and I don't oh. know how that's possible. Actually, it started, but it wouldn't go into gear. And I said, it's not possible. I don't see how the GPS could stop your car from going into gear. Uh, all I did was I said, if you wanted to use your phone hands free, that you could, uh, you know, I hooked it up that way. Um, and so the accusations were flying thick and fast, and she's still not sure that she ever wants to go out in the car again with that particular GPS because she doesn't know what kind of disaster is going to happen. Uh, me, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, to add a little color to that comment, depending on the car, that is doable. I've really? got, I, yeah, I, my wife's Prius, if you're trying, if you're doing anything other than just driving down the road, and you attempt to do anything with the GPS, you know, that's not authorized. <laughs> okay, but your, your wife's Prius has a GPS built in, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay, yeah, it does. this this is totally sits on the dashboard on a beam. Oh, bag. okay, okay. Unrelated so, to the car. There's no connection. There's no physical connection. There's no mental connection between the GPS sitting on the beanbag <laughs> on the dashboard to the actual ignition. It's, or, it's the beanbag. That's what's doing it. All righty. Well, maybe so. But anyway, it's a, a mystery that we haven't solved yet. And then the other thing is I was given a um, a thing that I think is going to be a lot of fun. And then I found out from somebody else that they got one three years ago, and they still can't figure out how to make the son of a bitch work. And it is a uh, drone. Oh, I was wondering if Santa brought you a drone. Santa brought me a drone. <clears throat> the instructions are mostly in in Mandarin, and so I'm having some trouble with that. But it's uh, when I heard that somebody else got a drone three years ago and still hasn't figured out how to use it, I started to concern myself a little bit. So then I turned to recording the audio book, and uh, I put the drone aside for a while. Well, the the one suggestion that I would make is if you ended up, if Santa brought you the drone we were talking about, yeah, it, it, it 
that particular one is a brand new drone, rates very well. So I would suggest as kind of a beginner's place to be, uh-huh. uh, look up a bunch of YouTubes on how to fly that particular drone. Excellent, and, excellent. And YouTubes will tell you everything you need to know in addition to dropping, you know, bags of whatever you'd like to drop on people down the street. I thought I'd come to your house and get some material. Because <laughs> I understand I've, you have an excess. I've got a lot of ammo, Doug. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, anyway, so I'm, uh, I'm, uh, that's encouraging because I don't often think about YouTube as a source of knowledge. And that is true. That's a good place to have people. I've watched YouTube videos, and I generally have to watch four or five of them because the first couple I pick out are dopes, and and they don't explain things very well. They have poor command of the language, and I'm not sure I understand what they're doing. But eventually, if I persist, I'm able to find a good explanation of whatever I'm trying to do. So thank you for that hint. And I would I would go further to say look for that particular model. Because mm-hmm. there, there will that's a relatively new drone, so I can envision a lot of people have put YouTube's up on it. Yeah, uh, and that that I think would be the first place to start looking because it, I think yours has got a auto circle feature, auto return feature, auto peek in the neighbor's window feature. You know all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think it's got a lot of that kind of stuff, but it was I was reading Chinese, so I'm not a hundred percent sure what it does, but I know that it's a new version you told me about this one and uh, the price was right it's about 200 bucks so i'm looking forward to actually flying that thing around peeking in the window and having it returned by itself all of that fun stuff plus so it's anyway, got double it's got double batteries it, it'll fly for 45 minutes well it's got a second battery that i can put in it i mean it, they don't want you to be disappointed on christmas morning so there was a battery uh there was a battery that I was waving at one of my neighbors. I haven't seen this guy in six months. I don't know where the hell he came from. <laughs> uh, so anyway. He's, he's been trying to get home from the airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Babylon Bee had a funny headline this morning. They said that uh, Spirit Airlines passengers, thousands of Spirit Airlines passengers, were disappointed that their flights weren't canceled. Okay. What? The, the subtlety there is that they Spirit Airlines provides a miserable flying experience. And so. <laughs> okay, all right, I got it. I'm okay. just a little. Sl- I've only had one cup of coffee, Doug. I, what right. can I say? I'll tell you what. You take a break, and I'm going to do some Medicare stuff. How does that sound? Okay. Well, I am looking forward to it because I have seen the notes. I have. Uh, I have new stuff that hasn't been uh, put into the notes yet because. I have the same notes that I sent you two days ago. And then last night I received some correspondence from an irate woman. And she was screwed over by one of our competitors. Now, would you please promise me something, Randy? If I accidentally say the name of that competitor, would you please be sure to edit it out of the final recording before it goes? Uh, goes when, it, when it gets to that part, Doug, I'll say... Now, Doug Jones, the yeah. proprietor of this podcast, told me to scratch this part out. That's what I'm afraid of, because these people have a an army of loyal uh, <laughs> loyal minions, and I'm pretty sure. And I know that because the owner of this joint decided to write a book a couple of years ago. Now, our book's been out for five years or thereabouts, and... Um, we have uh, we always collect a bunch of good five star reviews, but uh, when this person 
and I'm not I'm not going to say the sex of the individual. When this person decided to write a book, uh, first of all, the title and the subject matter were stolen from an existing book. And secondly, not mine, though. And secondly, um, all of a sudden that book appeared on Amazon and within a week it had 500 five star reviews. Holy bananas! Does he? Does it, this person? I don't know whether it's a uh, he yep. or she. Or, yep, okay, let, let, let's just call it an it. My okay. lips are sealed. Okay. Apparently, it knows how to game the system. That's exactly what I'm getting at. And so, anyway, um, I know for a fact that, that this is kind of a a shady, less than above board operation. I'm inclined to think so. I got an email from a woman last night, and her thing was, uh, thank you. She started out by saying, thank you ever so much for your ever so enlightening book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. She went out and bought one of the first ones. And uh, she said, I only wish I had found your book sooner because I had already signed on to so-and-so company. And I'm none too pleased because their initial quote for my drug plan, my Part D drug plan, was much lower than I'm now being quoted by them. And then she gave me a whole list of of, uh, details that they sold or the products that she bought from this outfit. And when she gets down to the drug plan, that's where we see the proof in the pudding. She says, my initial quote from them for the drug plan was for such and such a plan. And uh, the monthly premium was going to be so-and-so and and the annual cost was going to be so-and-so and And, uh, here are my drugs and everything. And she says, now I'm being told by that company that they're not contracted with that plan. And so I'm being quoted for a different plan from the same insurance company that puts out the first plan. And therefore, and the price has jumped considerably. So she's smelling a rat. And I am here to tell this nice lady that she is right to smell a rat because these people have tried to screw her over. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why as soon as I finish wiping my nose. The drug plan that she was originally quoted because she takes one drug that's fairly easily obtained. It might even be a a generic. And uh, so a lot of companies uh, offer plans that cover that drug. And her annual cost to have that prescription filled 12 times should not be very much money. However, what she did was, uh, (laughs) the change that was made was at uh, 2023, that plan that they quoted her originally went from being a commissionable product to paying no commission to the agent. And so this company has decided to steer her into a different plan by lying and saying, oops, we don't have a contract to sell that plan. We're going to have to sell you a different plan. I'm sorry, we don't have any choice. And the different plan is a lot more expensive. Well, here's where the lie gets exposed because the plan that they want to sell her now is from the same insurance company. So they certainly are contracted for all three of that company's plans. Because if they're contracted for one, they're contracted for all. But the early plan, the one they quoted first, the one with the smallest, the smallest monthly premium, the one that she should be buying, uh, doesn't pay any commission anymore. That company, for some reason, decided to go to a non-commission status. 
So that, that happened with at least two drug plans that I know of starting in 2023. I hope it doesn't set a trend because that means that none of us are going to make even a few dollars off of these uh, prescription drug plans. So this, uh, this brokerage firm lied to their client by saying, hey, we can't sell you a product that doesn't pay us any commission. Well, I have to tell you, Randy, I have probably 25 uh, people that I've signed up for the first of the year with that particular plan that doesn't pay any commission. And sure, it's kind of a pain to know that you're doing maybe 20, 30 minutes worth of work for nothing. On the other hand, if it helps my client by giving them a reasonably priced product, and if it helps them maintain their relationship with me for a longer period of time, someday they might be taking more drugs or more expensive drugs, and they'll need a different drug plan, which does pay a commission. So a year from now, if I suggest to them, hey, let's rerun your drug plan choice to make sure it's still the best one for you, it's entirely possible that a different drug plan will be more appropriate for them a year from now, and then I will uh, earn a commission at that point. But these people that she's been dealing with are way too short-sighted. So I had to ask her for some more details, and I uh, uh, got her answer this morning. She said, thank you so much for your prompt response. Uh, here's the information that you needed, and I really appreciate your recommendation. So I'll be dealing with her later on today, and I'll be happy to do it because, frankly, anytime I get a chance to uh, stuff it down the throat of a company who is giving everybody else a bad name, although they're lying in such a way that uh, they, <laughs> their lie was exposed very easily because they said they weren't contracted to sell the plan that was most appropriate for this client. In reality, the company that they're talking about has three different plans. If you're contracted for one, you're contracted for all of them. What I do in a situation like that, because there are several plans I'm not contracted with, sometimes they show up as the cheapest or the best one for a client that I'm quoting. What I do is on my quote, I write the telephone number so that these people can call directly and enroll themselves. And when I do that, uh, often they say, well, you've got these three cheapest plans, but the first one, you've told me to enroll myself. You're not going to get any money for that, are you? And I say, no, I'm not. But you know something? I'm altruistic. That's just the way I believe that people should be treated. And often these people go, well, I'll, I'll take the next cheapest plan. Do you make any money on that? Yeah, I make a couple of bucks. Okay, I'll take the next cheapest plan. It's slightly more expensive, but then we'll all be happy. That doesn't always happen, but it happens often enough to maintain my faith in human uh, uh, human kindness. So anyway, I'm pretty excited about the opportunity to steal a client away from a less than uh, a less than altruistic, a less than honest competitor of mine. So I think I got through that whole thing without saying the name of the. Uh, the competing company, Randy. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. Is that short bus insurance? <laughs> yeah, it's very close. I'm sure they're in the same neighborhood. <laughs> well, I just thought I'd point out to folks that are listening. There's a huge difference between Doug and the rest of the world. He's honest. Well, you're making me blush now, Randy, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And frankly, you know, this outfit is fairly good size. They could crush me like a bug if they wanted to. So that's why I don't want to say the name because I'm pretty sure all kinds of nasty rumors about me would be floating around the internet. And I've got enough of that going on considering my 
political um, uh, bent, my political uh, persuasion. So, but I don't mention politics when I'm talking about Medicare coverage with my clients. I don't care what persuasion my clients are, and I don't want them to care about mine. It's all business all the time and all above board and, and transparent all the time. So then I wanted to talk about another client of mine. This gentleman signed up with me earlier in the year, and uh, he asked me a question. He said uh, something about, let's see, uh, okay, he asked me something about how Medicare supplement deductibles work, uh, and especially with uh, concern about the Medicare supplement that I recommend most to everybody, which is the high deductible, high value Medicare supplement. And uh, so I did an explanation for him. He makes reference to it in his more current question. So I um, start here back in early November with my answer to his question. And I said, all outpatient treatment is covered by Part B of Medicare. I said, uh, to explain the way Medicare supplements work, let me explain it from the point of view of outpatient treatment. So I said, all outpatient treatment is covered by Part B of Medicare. Part B has an annual deductible that changes a little bit every year. In 2022, it is $271.10. In 2023, it's going to be about $5 cheaper. After that, Medicare Part B pays 80% of all outpatient charges for the rest of the year. The expensive Medicare supplement plan pays the 20%, but does not pay that, uh, that small annual deductible, which this year is $226. That's the Plan G. That's the more expensive but more comprehensive Medicare supplement plan. The high deductible, high value Plan G, the inexpensive one that I recommend most often has you pay the $226 deductible at the beginning of the year or whenever your first medical expenses are that are outpatient. So it works the same way as Plan G. And then you pay part of the 20% coinsurance in exchange for a much reduced monthly premium. So if your out-of-pocket costs reach $2,700, which would be an outrageous year of medical expenses, then the high deductible, high value plan goes to 100% and you will pay nothing for the rest of the year. That would be pretty unlikely for a normally healthy person. The high deductible plan G that I recommend is very inexpensive because if you have large medical expenses, the amount you would have to pay is limited to $2,700. If you have no medical expenses, but you purchased an expensive Medicare Supplement Plan G, your extra amount would have to be paid every month, no matter what. If you purchase the high deductible or high value Plan G for about $50 a month, you would be saving about $100 a month for every month that you don't have any Medicare uh, expenses. Part A expenses are figured differently, but the principle is the same. A plan that pays for all of the deductibles and all of the coinsurance is a much more expensive plan than the one that has you share a limited part of the cost sharing. So I said, please let me know if this does not clarify things 
And I will uh, try to explain it in a different way. So he got back to me maybe a month and a half later, and he said, your explanation was awesome. Thank you very much. And then he says, here's another question. I currently have Kaiser Insurance via Covered California. Now, that's up to January 1st. I said he was a an old client. We got his paperwork done several months ago, but he's actually, his insurance with me is going to start January 1st. So prior to that, he was uh, in covered California with Kaiser Permanente. And twice per year, he said, I can get an extensive, extensive range of blood tests to check up on certain things, cholesterol, blood sugar, liver functions, etc. My co-payment for what would normally be tests costing hundreds of dollars is very minimal. Do you know if I'd get such a benefit with Medicare? And perhaps more importantly, how would I find out? I would imagine I'd be on hold for a long time with a Medicare person if I had to call them. And would the person I speak with even know the answer to my question? Perhaps I talk to and sign up with a local doctor who takes a new Medicare patient and asks somebody at the front desk, is that uh, the way I should find out the answer to this question? Perhaps there are local Medicare specialists I could talk to. Well, I wanted to answer his question in a helpful way. So what I did was I pointed him right to the horse's mouth. The horse's mouth in this case is Medicare.gov. Uh, that's the government website that purports to help people understand Medicare. So I said, look for Medicare, go to Medicare.gov and look for a, the above section that's entitled, is your test item or service covered, question mark. And you might have to put that into the, uh, the uh, search window that you'll find on the landing page of medicare.gov. Look for a little spyglass. And uh, right there is a way that you can type in your question, is my test item or service covered? And I said, you will find a mind-boggling list of tests, items, and services. Each one is clickable, and you will soon be an expert on the subject of what Medicare covers. And I said, one way to find this, this uh, section is to go to the Medicare.gov landing page, look for the spyglass, and type in, is my test covered? Click on the spyglass, and you'll be taken to the link to the correct page. So I'm hoping that that's helpful to other listeners who may want to know about things that Medicare covers. Because for some reason, a lot of um, a lot of pressure has been put on Medicare over the years to pay for testing 100 uh, percent. As a taxpayer, I say thanks, but no thanks. But uh, some people seem to think that these tests are helpful in maintaining health and maintaining longevity. So Medicare has knuckled under and they now pay 100% for a whole lot of testing procedures, assuming, I guess, that a doctor indicates that they are medically necessary. So if you go to medicare.gov and search for, is my item test or procedure covered? my test item or service covered, then you're going to find a list of things that you wouldn't believe. And uh, wow, that is two subjects that we touched on today, Randy, and we've burned up all of our time. How did that happen? Well, it was good stuff. Uh, and when okay. we get, and when we get onto good stuff, we tend to just stick with it until we get the job done. Because if, you know, if you're going to do a job, 
there's no reason not to do it right. Well, you're right. That's what my family always has said. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing correctly. You got it. You got it. Well, we, as you said, we've uh, burned up our gas and, you know, our steam is done. So we need to pull her into the station or put it on the airport. Uh, I don't know which one we want to do today, but we need to end the show. But before I do, I want to thank everyone for joining us because, you know, you could have been many different places, especially during the holidays, but you chose to spend a few minutes with us. And we really appreciate that. So ultimately, there's a few things that Doug touched on in the front. There's a few things I always touch on in the back. And one of them is Doug loves to get mail. Send him email at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. You can take a peek at our website at medicareforthelazyman.com. And I think we've touched on everything else except for one thing. We are in the rating wars for podcasts. So if you can find a way, find a place, uh, uh, or, you know, just give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts at. And we'd really appreciate it. Five stars. We love five stars. So, you know, give it a thought for us, would you please? But ultimately, you have just spent 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy originally from Oklahoma, but not now. He and lives guy, in Cave Creek. What? And the guy who had his wrong microphone plugged in the whole damn time. Well, yeah, there was that part, uh, <laughs> but it worked out okay. The, the The real issue was is your cough button didn't work uh-huh. because it was on the wrong. It was on the wrong input. But anyway, exactly. I will I will take care of that. And ultimately, we are going to have to sign out today because Doug needs to go back to his fortress of solitude in the high altitude extremes behind Cave Creek. I think it's even up in the nosebleed section today. Oh boy, I hate it when that happens. But thank you so much for <laughs> thank you so much for uh, guiding us out of the nosebleed section and uh, we'll see you all soon, I hope. Bye bye. 